First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Federated just wants to say thanks to all local businesses in and around the state of Minnesota. You are our community partners, our neighbors, our families, and our friends. And when you need Federated, Federated is here to help. Visit federatedinsurance.com or call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need during this pandemic. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. From now on, I'm calling you Mr. Football. All right. Thank you. All you do is tell me exactly what's going to happen, how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win. You're Mr. Yeah. Football. Yeah, well, you brought it up uh, when, when we were talking earlier. It took about, what was it, the second play of the game? When Barrett was yep. bearing down on uh, on uh, Mahomes, and uh, oh man, it was a jailbreak. And this middle linebacker, this linebacker Devin White, Ooh. is a monster. He should have been the MVP, not Brady. Yep. Somebody from that defense should have been the MVP. Yep. And it's hard to differentiate between Pierre and Barrett, so I would have given it to Devin White because in the second half he made every play. He was on. Un- he's uh, he's great. He, he missed a bunch of games this year when they were losing. Right? Yeah, I think and he, he did. was hurt for a while. Yeah, but these guys have been weeks breaking down film. You watch part of the Packer Buccaneers game, yes, and immediately identify the weakness in that uh, Kansas City is going to have. Well, that's uh, you know the the real bad news is Remmers was only playing right tackle because Schwartz was hurt. Because they had neither yes. of their... T- and then, yes. uh, you know, when Eric Fisher got dragged off the field early in that game, right? Wasn't it fairly yeah. early? That I was, was saying... Key, big deal. This isn't good. Yep. This isn't good. Because he's, he's their back Atari. You know, he's a, he's a star. He's a, what, fourth overall pick or some damn thing like that. And, uh, yeah, it was... It was really, it was an old time Dallas Buffalo ass kicking. You know, it was a game where you thought it might be be competitive and just a blowout. Uh, To uh, point out that I have had my difficulties picking Super Bowl winners, I was in Buffalo, I was in Vegas with the Bob Yates experience. Including Kenny Soulman Olson, very bad behavior by a lot of people. And Yates's whole crew was, you know, it was like shocked by it was this. about forty people, you know. And Yates, we were playing golf. We were going to play golf at Sahara at the Sahara course at uh, 
like on Friday, when we got in on Friday, stayed at the Union Plaza, one of the big, you know, one of those dumps. It's on the Strip, but it's a dump. Yeah. I think it's on the Strip. It's not downtown. It's on the Strip, I think, but it's not. No, it might be downtown. It's awful. Old Vegas? Know? Yeah, it's it's awful. It's old. It's dump. But uh, we get to the... We get to the hotel, but you know the tour bus drops us off at the hotel. We're gonna go play golf. Before that is, Yates heads down to the sports book for the early NBA and early college games, and uh, he had to bet like six thousand dollars. And I said, yeah, I'm not prepared to do that this weekend. You know, to uh, to bet on everything that moves, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> And that was Buffalo, Dallas, and I was picking Buffalo. And they got, remember, they got out, out like 14 0 mm-hmm. in the first quarter, then mm-hmm. gave up 50. Mm-hmm. Then, isn't that the Leon? I think that was a Leonard yep. Led game, yep. right? The Leonard Led game. And what was that score? They got in the 50. I think they scored in the 50s, didn't I don't, they? I don't remember, but yeah, I think you're right. But I, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure that that was the game where yeah, I, Leon was, Lett started celebrating his touchdown prematurely. Yes, I uh, watched a good share of that game at Leroy's Sportsbook, and Leroy's is uh, off off the beaten path and kind of a famous dive a dive sportsbook. Leroy's, uh-huh. and uh, as I said in there, the number of patrons and teeth were the same. You know? <laughs> It was. These are some guys who'd spent their life in Vegas, getting shuffling around. You know, fifty two seventeen. Fifty two seventeen. Did what's the score by period? Didn't Buffalo score early? Uh, it, hold on a second here. It looks like it, it was fourteen seven Dallas after a quarter. Okay, so maybe we just scored the first touchdown, and I was yeah. very excited. Something like that, and yeah, I dive was, sports books though are are my favorite. Oh wow, this is great. The nice I mean, ones aren't nearly as much fun. Oh no, and and I, you know, I was buying a couple of guys who looked terrible beers, and they were like two bucks. You know, not in everywhere else in Vegas is a lot more expensive, but. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was not uh, that was that wasn't a good one. That one, I, I don't know how much. I'd probably bet two hundred or something. I'm never never a big better out so, there. I remember one the year I, betting in NBA and college basketball must have been fun. one year. One spring I was out there though. What was I doing out there? What up, my brother and my my son? We you know we went out and I got a room for us and and the Lynx were playing. So it had to be May, maybe they were just starting, and and they weren't very good, but they covered like two, three games in a row, and I was betting on them. And I said, "I'm just going to quit my job and come out here and bet the links. That's <laughs> that's how I'm going to make my living. I'm the hell with work. I'm going to bet the links. And uh, you know, if I'd been doing that in recent years, I probably would have been doing. You would have okay. done just fine. Yeah, yeah, there were a few down periods, but yeah, I would have done fine. So. Anyway, say uh, we got to talk about uh, my uh, friend Pedro Gomez. Yeah. Uh, one of my heroes, even though I'm 17 years older than him, and Pedro out of nowhere died 58, much, much better known for his ESPN work, mm-hmm. but a very good columnist at the Arizona Republic. Great, great advantage for him was in baseball. He spoke Spanish better than the Spanish players did, you know, and he'd go over and BS with them. And 
You can sit there and BS with these guys in Spanish. You can get some information. Mm -hmm. But night 2001 World Series, Arizona, first time around, right? They're, and they're just like us when with the new generation in 87. The whole, even though they didn't, not, none of them had been to a game. Right. All of a sudden, they were they, they were insane. Mm -hmm. And now this series goes, you know, they they blow the games in New York, but they come back down three two. Then they blew them out on on a on Saturday, right? Game. I think that's right. Yeah. Whenever it was, might have been on Tuesday. I don't know when the series was finishing. Then Pedro's column the morning of Game Seven when Schilling is going to pitch is what a jackass Schilling was and how everybody in the clubhouse hated him. Really? And can you imagine? You would have been here if you'd oh if you'd written Morris is a goofy, you know, surly SOB and right. nobody can stand him, you know, before game seven. Right. And Pedro and I remember he coming in the in the press box and I'm going I'm doing the Sammy Cassell dance, you know, almost <laughs> I wouldn't have ever had the guts to write that. And uh he took the hits and but he said he was a you know, he was he had players and probably the Spanish speakers coming up and saying what a jerk he was. Really? I mean he had unattributed quotes, but he had wow. quotes on it. And it was unbelievable. And I mentioned that on Twitter when he died and some guy who's a journalism professor or something down in that area sent a thing back and he said gutsiest column i've ever read in my life and i was because i can't i couldn't remember it was in the middle or we were in i should have known because we were in phoenix for games one two six and seven right uh but uh it was unbelievable and i remember i for the through the years i'd run into him and say man that column that, that was something he said you know, he'd shrug. He was, he was really a, you know, in in, in most things, very. He wasn't a uh, uh, guy that did a lot of ripping or anything. Yeah, so no. this this was that's what made it even better because it was Pedro. Uh -huh. You know, it wasn't me. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> Figured out a way to rip somebody. He was doing it because he felt it needed to be done. But before everybody made him a hero, they should know that this guy's a jerk. That um, still takes a oh lot God. of intestinal fortitude. And, that, and you need some editors who, yeah. You know, can you imagine being in the St. Paul or Minneapolis paper in 87 and saying, what, what are you writing before game seven? I think I'm going to rip them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, I wasn't in Minneapolis then, but they were making posters out of all the covers. And, today, and today, with, oh, with the way the no business chance. operates. No chance. No chance. But out of nowhere, I mean, good, good shape. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. family guy. I saw that on Twitter on Sunday night. I was absolutely astounded. Very low key whenever you met him, but mm -hmm. really outgoing and friendly. And you could, you know, he followed, followed stuff. And he was, geez, it's just, I couldn't believe it. I mean, there's been a lot of unbelievable deaths here in the last year, but, uh, this one was this one to me was the biggest shock of them all. Yeah, fifty eight. Yeah, fifty eight family. He's got a son, you know, who might make it. With the Red, Red, Red Sox, Sox farmhand, yeah. Uh, Pete Abram, uh, Abraham, who's the Red Sox now. He replaced uh, Cafardo, who died yeah. young too, as the uh, he's doing the Red Sox column now, the baseball column, and he wrote a good column on 
have Pedro and his son last year, and he's in the Red Sox system. And what a what a deal, man! And just uh, just out of nowhere, no hint. Uh, we we still don't know what uh, what killed him. But uh, anyway, yeah, died suddenly is not good. No, no, it must be an aneurysm, blood clot. You know, everybody says heart. But you're attack. right that the last two years or so oh, have just been brutal. Didn't I read that Minnesota had more deaths? Last year than any year in its history? Didn't that it? is correct. Yeah. Yeah. More I mean, than any with COVID, year. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Well, we have a bigger population, yeah. too. But still, you know, we also have much better medicine than we had in 1920. Yep. When if you got the flu, you died. Yep. You know. It was a 15% increase in mortality from 2019 to 20. Wow. Yeah, we're not going so good here between deaths and carjackings and all that stuff. Mm. We're not doing too well here these days. Well, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it is a, uh, yeah, that was a shocker for me, Pedro. I liked him a lot. I, I think, uh, ended up sitting, I don't know why, usually it was alphabetical, but then sometimes in the, pre, in the World Series, they would, but, you know, and then you'd move through the years. And so I, I spent, I usually sat next to guys from Milwaukee and mm-hmm. at the World Series, but a couple of years I ended up next to Pedro. I don't know, because he was, uh, also, if the newspapers were sending multiples, you know, <laughs> which they, they did they, back they, in the day, the beat writer would go in the main box and then you'd be out in the ox and, and like Pedro, when he was doing it back then was a columnist. Think about that. Multiple writers being Going assigned to, by the newspapers to, go to World, the World Series, Series or Super Bowls. Did I tell you this last week? I probably did. I had somebody who covered baseball 30 years ago. Call me and say, should I apply for that job? You know, he says, I always kind of felt like that's how I'd like to end my career, right? And, oh, the right, okay. Yeah. Writing about baseball. Did I tell, you that? Did I tell you that last week? I don't think so. And I said, uh, yeah, baseball was fun to write. When you could go in the clubhouse. <laughs> Your column on Sunday. Yeah. And the game would end and, you know, you, you, the game would start at 7 05 and end at 9.35 and you could send in your early and go downstairs and spend a half hour, 40 minutes working and rush upstairs and make the 11.30 standing up. And now you're not going to get in the clubhouse and if you do, it's going to be for a half hour and they're going to be hiding. And you never get to write anything Interesting. Yeah. You never get the, you never get to go downstairs, get the vibe, find the non, find that one thing that you want to, that might be a little different than everybody else is writing. Mm-hmm. Find that one thing. I remember writing a whole column about Dave Holland sliding into second base, you know, and stuff like that, and talking to three, four different people about breaking up a double play. And I mean, I mean, there's more examples, but you can go down. You can get to the ballpark without an idea mm-hmm. and have it and and your idea being I'm gonna write what happens. Can't do that anymore. You don't have time. You don't have time. I mean, you, I mean, you can do it for online and file at two in the morning if you want to, but right. my my theory is you know, you should write it with some urgency. You know, that uh, a, a gamer, a, a column off a gamer. I said it has nothing to do with what you used to cover. It's 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 just a pain in the ass now. It's just a 
It's the worst. Well, your takedown of baseball on Sunday was absolutely correct. Yeah, I uh, I was surprised how harsh it got as I progressed. <laughs> you know, I you know I finally said, "Well, listen, by you know, I'm not suggesting that analytics don't work. I'm not. That's analytics work." And it creates efficiencies and all that crap, but it has increased the the unwatchability of baseball twofold, at least. It is it has ruined the game from a watching the game point. It's not you know fine. You can say I can get this pitcher and tell him to throw nothing but sliders and never throw a cookie in the middle. So if it's two two, throw a breaking ball. Don't throw a fastball. Get the three two. That's fine. I can tell them that, and don't worry. If you falter a little uh, with the start of the third time through the order, we're going to go get you. Don't worry about it. We got six guys waiting to come in. And that might be efficient, and that might be analytics, but and the shift and everything, that it's great. It works if that's what you want, but you've ruined the game. It can't. I mean, I, I as I said, 75% of the baseball games I watch now, I feel like I'm being suffocated. It's just like, mm-hmm. God, I can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the number of times, not last year, because there was only 60 of them, but 2019, when it'd be the third inning and they'd already be an hour in, I'd go watch a Netflix movie and come back and it'd be the seventh. And that's the problem. You know? Yep. It's, it's, I mean, I might I'd look at my phone, see what the score was, but I can't, when, when I, when I'm a guy who can't watch baseball anymore, you got problems because it, to me, it's been baseball and everything else, right? Of my whole career. And it's, you know, they, they have no idea what they're creating here. That I mean, they're going to, where's it going to be in five years? I don't think they know how to stop it. My my only hope is that Theo actually joining the commissioner's office mm-hmm. be, because he he knows what's ruining it, that he can help, for lack of a better term, undo some of it. Yes, which he probably created more of than he anybody. Did, but, but, but I mean, he's but got he, the he's, yeah, he's got the formula smart, maybe to undo he's some a of this. Smart guy because they kind of got away from. I mean, the Cubbies were. I remember talking to Bushy. I don't know if he's still got a job there now or Andy Bush, but uh, he was uh, one of the assistant general managers after they won the World Series. And uh, analytics and the whole thing, he said, he said, Theo's looking for a, he doesn't, he knows there's too many smart guys for you to be way smarter than anybody. He wants to, he wants us to be 2% smarter than other organizations, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of it being 50, 50, 52, 48. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I am I am fretting the twins approach, which is hit the ball over the fence. When you look at who they're drafting, you look at what they're doing, I'm wondering, these guys are all in on home runs, and I'm wondering how long that's going to be the whole game. You know, is that going to be the, is that going to be the whole game forever and ever? I don't think so. No, I don't either. I think that it's not fun to watch. No, that's it isn't. the problem. No, it isn't. And when you make the home run routine, you know, 
it's, uh, I mean, it's, you know, three run homer in the eighth inning, fine, great. Yeah. But uh, in the moment. Yeah. But it's uh, getting there yes. is painful. Yes. Getting there, getting to the three home run is painful. Three run homer is painful mm-hmm. because they're, you know, some guy's going to get a walk. And then some guy's going to strike out, and both of those things are going to take six pitches. Yes. And then maybe somebody will dribble a ball to somewhere through the shift accidentally. And then the next guy's going to strike out, and that's going to take six pitches. And you've been there. The inning's been going on for 20 minutes when you finally get the three-run homer. Yes. You know? And you're sort of daydreaming by then. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, they got issues, man. The Red Sox and Yankees used to play those games, but it was basically them, right? Yeah, yes, right. It was them. The Dave so Roberts. The they'd Dave go three thirty, and to be like, yeah, that's the Red Sox yeah. and Yankees. Yeah. Now it's everybody. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, the greatest game that's been played at uh, Target Field in the last in the in this era of home run ball that the Twins started was a game with the Yankees 15-14 was it? That Hicks made the catch Hicks, at the end of it. Hicks right? made the catch at the yeah. end of it. Ended at 12.05 a.m. Yes. You know, and played nine innings. There was an extra innings. I think it was extra, but, but, for it, but it took forever. Yeah, yeah. I was there with my Croatian friends Oh, I'm sure they were excited. In the stands. They loved it. The kids, because they're kids, you know. For how long? The two long kids though, yeah. and their mom. But their mom and I were saying, you know. <laughs> Time to go? Let's go. It's 11. Yeah. You know, we've been here four hours, you know. No, this is great. And I said, you're dragging out of there at 1230 in the morning, though. Who's going to do that? And then the problem is they play the next night. Yeah. Yeah. So can you really get that excited for another three out three and a half hour game? That's the point. So I didn't think they'd have the guts, but apparently, all doubleheaders are going to be seven innings, including splitties. Uh, I saw that they're going back to that. Yes, they're going to play seven. So if I seven, if yeah. I got a t- yep. if I get rained yep. out on Friday, yep, and you decide to play at noon and six, you're going to give me a seven inning game. That's exactly what's going to happen. Correct. I want my money back. Well, or you want a, just a nice discount on Season that ticket. ticket. Yeah. yeah. Well, here, here's what I want to know. What are the beer sales going to be like? Yeah. If they do have fa- like, are you cutting that off after five? That's a disastrous idea. Yeah, I don't know no. what they did last you year. Gotta, uh, you well, you no. got to say yeah, uh, you can stay and drink for an hour after the game's over. Because, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, you know, there, sometimes you're going to get 240 anyway, right? They've got to come up with something, though. To not well, not have split double headers. That's what they come up with. You play them back to back. You don't need us. Well, I, I guess if you can gouge fans. Yeah, it, well, they want, make, but they don't want yeah. to give season ticket holders back their money. That's why the split double header is invented. It used to be invented when Calvin invented it for getting two gates. Yes, but now the reason you have it is you don't want to give season ticket holders back their money. Yeah, because you charge them for eighty one. You know, maybe what you should do is charge them for 75 and say, you know, if, if I buy a season ticket, I pay the price for 75 games. And, yep. uh, you know, and, and some of those might be seven inning double headers. Sorry. So we're, we're going to have splits. We're going to have guys on second to start the 10th. We're not going to have the DH in the National League, at least in 2021, correct? And the play and the owners want it, and the players don't because the owners are holding that back as a bargaining chip, correct? Right? Yeah. Even though the players want it because the 
obviously the DH is going to make more money than the 14th pitcher. Well, yeah, I, I believe what they told them is, is we'll give you the DH in both leagues if you give us expanded playoffs. And the players said, no, we're not making that trade. Yeah, because they want to. And so now when it's they give down. A, When they give away expanding playoffs, they want more money. And I the think they were going to go with, I think the expanded playoffs for this year were going to be 14 instead of yes. the 16. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. They and now gonna it's going to be back down to what it was before Good. last season. Good. So Make the regular cards. season mean something. What are you going to do when one of these teams becomes the Minnesota Wild and doesn't play for two weeks? I yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, apparently they're going to have those uh, little contract tracing wristbands. Yeah, but who cares? The wearable devices to to try to help, and then there, and there's also apparently going to be ramifications for play, like significant yeah. suspensions and fines for breaking protocols. Well, but they've tried that before. True. They're, no, absolutely. So why do we think our wild did to all get sick? Uh, I think Felino not, got not sick, but I think yeah. the problem is the the problem is this hockey. God bless him. So Felino, for all he knows, Felino is got lay, laying on the ice next to somebody who's yeah. But I think I think the problem is Felino got sick, and instead of basically saying let's shut down immediately and see w- where it leads, they gave tests, and, and of course for a day or two, yeah, nobody yeah. exactly. And and so the Flyers played on Sunday on an NBC game. One guy had it. Tonight they're canceled. Because they're not canceling it. What they should do is, if a guy gets it, they should not play that day. And then try and stop it from there. Yeah, well, it's... And uh, the Wild didn't stop it, and now it's go, it's run rampant right through the entire team. Yeah, Philly and Washington just got postponed today, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, it's bad. You know, <laughs> as I said last week, the bubble seemed to be effective in retrospect. Yep. Because last year, did they not play in Edmonton and Toronto without a positive? That's correct. And the NBA played played in Orlando without a positive. Yes. But the NBA hasn't gotten beat. Now it's probably easier to trace the NBA with a smaller group of people. But although the NBA roster has now got 17 17 players and 25 coaches. Hockey is so ripe for transmission. Totally. They had the mumps. No one gets the mumps. No, that's right. They had a mumps outbreak. It's ridiculous. They get the skin disease all the time, too, right? Whatever the hell that thing is. What Tommy Reed had. Yeah. But, I mean, this is ridiculous. And and the other thing, too, is they're going to have to get past everybody plays 56 games. I don't know how, and I don't care how. But are you really – are you now going to cram in – the remaining games to these teams, it makes no sense. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Well, the, the Wild is going to have to play, uh, what, five games in seven days? Well, I heard uh, the Grimster talking last night about about Nebraska. Yeah. You know, Nebraska missed two weeks. So they played Saturday at home. Last night here, they moved their schedule around. They got five games in eight days. Yeah, they're playing Friday and, night again. And different, but they're flying them around, you know? And then they, that does not include the makeup game with the Gophers, yeah. who really want to play that makeup game. <laughs> the Gophers would probably tell them, yeah, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll walk to Lincoln. We'll play you outside in the <laughs> yeah. park in Minneapolis. That's <laughs> yes, right. Anywhere. Yeah, outdoors, any place. We don't care. We went, by the way, here's the most distressing stat. They were five for twenty-six, but seventeen of these bricklayers were shooting threes. Seventeen out of the twenty-six shots were threes. 
What are they doing? The they stink. They can't shoot. They got Carr when he heats up can make a shot once in a while. That Brandon Johnson had one good game shooting threes. They end up eight for thirty six, and yet Nebraska's so incredibly horse crap. They still beat them by what eighteen? Yeah. Oh yeah. Nebraska's awful. Oh yeah, they're terrible. But what? How many times does Patino have to tell these guys don't shoot threes? They well, can't make them. Well, yes. Has he told them that? Yes. There's been times he said these are your well, worst shots. Don't sit them down. Yeah. Just sit them down. And Carr's fine when he is being a teammate. But when Carr gets it in his head. Well, last night he said, okay, this leads down to nine. I'm going to come back in and win this game. Because yeah. he's three times better than anybody in Nebraska. Well, he had four fouls at the time, too. You think the mayor will go back to Iowa State? It's open because it will be open. They're going to fire that idiot. Oh, are, are they going to fire oh, they're that terrible. guy? They're winless. Oh, really? Oh, and, I, I've and, not uh, been following Last I looked, they're winless, winless in the Big 12. They're been following Drake, but not... Drake got beat finally by Valpo. I guess, they're, as I said, their dreams of an unbeaten national championship have been shattered. <laughs> and Valpo is awful. Um, yeah, he might go back. I mean, this is a losing proposition no. here with Nebraska. Tim Miles is looking like John Wooden you know by what? comparison. Fred Hoiberg was born to coach the Cyclones. Yeah, probably. Just don't fight it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably true. Yeah, because they're... Uh, they love him there. He'll, they'll always, up or down, just go coach him for the next 25 years and be done. You know what the major problem with college basketball is? Too damn many teams. Yes. <laughs> Let's go in there and say, hey. Yes. Bethune, no, nah, well, you can't do that to Bethune Cookman. But, you know, you go in there. Some of these, North Carolina has like 18 Division One schools. Yes. Go tell them, no, you're not. You're not Division. We're going to do Power Five, Big East, mm-hmm. and, you know, the hell with you. We want to have the darling for the tournament who win one out of 30 games, you know. The problem off, off your point is because of that, the talent is spread far too thin. I want oh, yeah. good, I want good teams again. Yes. I don't want you going to that school and you going to that. I don't want that. Great stat, though. Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas, and Michigan State, first time since 1961, none of them in the top 25. Really? Now, back then it was top 20, I think. Yeah. And, yes. But, but none of them rated at the same time for the first time in, in 1961. North Carolina and Duke played on Saturday and nobody cared. Yeah, who won? North Carolina won, and then they went out and partied without oh, masks, right. and so they had to cancel their game oh, last night right. against that's Miami right. because the student paper printed a piece, printed a piece that had a picture of like two guys unmasked. Oh god, unbelievable! I'm shocked you college kids would do hey, this. I got to tell you this, Declan. You been in any high school basketball games? Oh, not in. In the last five years or so. Oh, okay. I've, I, I went back to my... I don't know how it is in hockey. I haven't been, but, but I've seen three high school basketball games, and you really you really get used to seeing them with the bass. You don't, you know, a lot of them pull it down over the, off the, the nose. nose but you don't, you don't notice it. So it's not, in hockey, in basketball at least, it's not the problem that people yeah. thought it was going to be. Uh, you know, I've, you know, I, to me, I mean... I've talked to a couple. They're not complaining that much. They've, it was annoying at first, but you don't you don't really notice it. Now, they can all they all got the mini masks. You don't. Uh, now the Schilling boys were the referees. 
And they had big masks. But uh, oh, they're they're rough enough. The Hells, two of the Hellsworths. <laughs> oh, they're great. First, really? Uh, yeah, they're the oldest and the youngest. The one in the middle is coaching basketball some another North Carolina or someplace. But they're uh, the pandemic basketball. It's great because there's you know 110 people. They teed some kid up right off the bat, you know, because he was gave him some lip. <laughs> But these guys are young and ambitious and know the game and go up and down the court. They aren't these old 65-year-old who, when they don't know what to do, they call traveling. Yep. You know, they make the actual call. But some guy from Mountain Lake, I was in Fulda, some guy from Mountain Lake is barking at him, And, you know, just a fan in the stands. And normally you'd have a 1,000 people in the gym. And, and the young Schilling turns around and says, uh, you want to watch the rest of this game? And the guy was, and he says, you want to you want to be here for the rest of this game? And the guy, I don't know, he said because it was down the other end of the court. And he says, well, you just let me know. You just let me know. And that was it. That was it. You know, really. But it was like conversant. He wasn't yelling at him. It was like me talking to you. You know, wow. you want to you want to be here for the rest of this game? And the silence and all you know, and this because I'm sure this guy's been going to games for 40 years and ragging the officials. And he said, "You just let me know." Good <laughs> I for thought, them. I thought it was great, and boom, that was nice it. small <laughs> gathering. And you because can... they, you know, it's like every place else. They're letting parents and you know each kid gets two tickets and stuff. Right. Although I think they're kind of generous in that, but sure, but uh, it was it was pretty good. It's nice to see officials that move up and down the court. <laughs> I was at a game. I was at an Ordo game. <laughs> there was a there was a veteran official who he liked that timeline, man. <laughs> he give you the oh, did he give you the count? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. He give you the short trot. You know when he was. When he was an official in the back, he was really in the back. Oh, okay. and he, he was he was uh, he was keeping the steps down on the step counter, you know. But those guys, if you're an official now, you can officiate hockey, basketball, anything. There's more jobs than you know what to do with because people don't want them. Well, they, they don't have any officials. They don't. They're, they're It's in a crisis this this fall. They had football games canceled because officials, no officials, Did not know that. Yeah, but it's a thankless job. Now. Well, yeah, but it's, uh, I don't know. What's the pay? Uh, probably a hundred and a quarter. I don't <laughs> know. So the two shilling, the, the shilling guys, kids, who, by the way, own 2,000 acres and an 18,000 pigs. They got a hog farm, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but they, you know, they go five games a week if they want to. They four, three, four. He said, they get call. I went and talked to him and he said, they get calls. From like fifty miles away, and they said, "Yeah, we don't have to drive that far, <laughs> you know, because they're, uh, they're, uh, you know, because their officials are so in demand." And, and with the pandemic and the shortened schedule, everybody's playing on odd nights. You know, it's not Tuesday, Friday like right. it used to be. They're playing all week long, so, right? So anyway, that's that was okay. It would but, not be worth the aggravation, I don't think, though. Half the time, it's funny. I can't, I'm trying to do this piece on how these tiny towns survive by melding their teams together. I mean, Fulda and Okabina are 23 miles apart, and they're they're a cooperative athletic program. They each have tiny high schools. But uh, I kept saying, are you going to play because of the cold, you know? And Yeah, hell yes. And it was 15 below. And, well, what the hell? Who cares? It's the prairie. Good man. for them. <laughs> it's the prairie. Let's go here. Yeah. 
you know, cars start, and you know, cars are start, and you know, I remember those uh, those wonder those days when we wondered if the car was going to start. When oh it yeah, got really cold, man. Oh yeah, I remember being in Duluth way back when, big Gopher bat, a hockey game on Friday night, and uh, who the hell was playing? I was still in St. Paul, so it was '88 or before, and it was so it was 110 windshield. And they were playing. Mm-hmm. And we all went outside, including me, after the second period to let our cars run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you all go out and let them run for like, so the whole crowd left and went out. And, the, and they had a big old, they didn't have a ramp then. They just had a big old parking lot. And, the, you know, everybody's out there for 12 minutes and came back in, you know. I think they changed a while back how, how they gauge wind chill, if I'm not mistaken. Because I remember when I was a kid, they would come up with these oh, incredible, numbers. you know, 95 below. And now you don't see it. I think they changed the but measuring. I, I, I don't know. It was system. 110 might have been a little robust. Maybe but, not in Duluth. But I drove home that night. And you get on that road, you know, when you get up the hill and you get out there and there's not many towns and you're just, but once you get past that cloquet stuff and, and man, and you're thinking... God, I hope this thing don't break down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll Hell be, yeah. I'll be dead in 20 minutes. Yep. You know, the Triple thing. A can't get here in time for that. <laughs> oh, no, man. And no cell phones, by the way. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Hey, I was looking something up. There's something else. Mark Hall, uh, go for basketball. You remember? Mm-hmm. Probably better than Tucker and Mitchell as a college player. Just fantastic. He was Ray Williams light, you know, just great athlete. But they threw him out of. They basically threw him out of school. Nineteen eighty first senior year, that team that won the Big Ten championship would have had him. Yep, I, I remember this. And it was because of. Well, first of all, they couldn't get him into a college, right? They couldn't get him out of general college, okay. like, you know, back in that stupid thing. You know, hey, let's go. It's impossible to flunk out now. Mm-hmm. Right, they hand carry these guys, and then they tell us they got a three point eight. Mm-hmm. If there's if they're breathing, Sid's dream. This if they're Sid's breathing, dream. yes. I mean, everybody, you don't flunk out. I think the last guy to flunk out was Al Nolan, and legend, legend being, he never went to a class for a, a, a whole semester. Or shouldn't something. have mattered, but no, it shouldn't, and it doesn't anymore. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. Nobody's ineligible, and everybody gets a. That's every college though, because they're they're charging so much now. They don't want the parents to get mad. They want them to keep writing out the check, and then the, you know, the athletes. They want they want the athletes eligible. But Hall got thrown out basically because he was using university phones. He'd go into he'd be walking through the athletic office. He, he was addicted to phones, and he'd call. He'd get on a, you know he'd get on somebody's phone, dial out you know whatever coach or anybody. And did, didn't he have the card too? The phone card. Yeah, number he got, that he, somehow. That he abused yeah, that's it? what he did. That's he what got, it was. He, he, the got, card. he got the universities. There he used got, to be a card for this. That's what got, I love. He got the basketball office's card. Now well, I used to have that card. I did too. Distance. I'm saying right now. Well, he got a hold of that, and he ran up a $900 bill. He had no money, which he should have been getting paid under the table, first of all. (laughs) And and they basically, you know, he ended up, they took him to court. You know, the university took him to court. And finally, he left school in February. If 
They had cell phones then. The Gophers might have won the national championship <laughs> with that team. Yeah? Yeah, with Mitchell, because then they would have the, the three guards. But talking. you're right. How ridiculous is yeah, that? Yeah, it that is. That you just didn't pay the damn yeah, bill right. for him yeah, and Jesus. say, here's a thousand bucks. Call up Wooger and say, hey, give me that guy with the hat. You know, let's get this bill McAlpine. Bill. Let's get this phone by. I tell you, Wooger, this is why I love Wooger. I run into him at the Metrodome. <laughs> Before a Viking playoff game, and he's walking around, and he says, "This is Phil, whatever's Phil." He said, "He's the guy that gave me the money for the hat." I liked Wooger more after I found out he cheated. <laughs> yeah, but gently, gentle, oh, yeah. gentle. No, still, he gave it an effort. Yeah, right. He did. Didn't he leave the hat with the cash from McAlpine below the desk or something? Yeah, something like that. You had to go pick up the hat. That was a South St. Paul move, right then. That was a that was a Jake Woog bar move. Find the you know the hey I left my I left my wallet in the in the in the bar this morning. Uh, you know, put it. You know, okay, it'll be under the baseball hat on the oh. counter. You know, <laughs> I've got a buddy, Bob, who has three New Year's resolutions every year. And truth be told, he rarely succeeds at accomplishing his goals. He's not alone, by the way. Only 10% of us do accomplish our New Year's resolution. Then it hit me. Bob should call the Canopy Group. Why? Bob wants to read more, and I'm not going to be able to read to him. Bob wants to lose 20 pounds, and I'm sure not the guy to help him with that. But I can help him with his third resolution then and that is to save money how's he going to do that by handing this resolution over to the 30 professionals at the canopy group they will help bob save money on his home and auto insurance and have better coverage at the same time there's 16 companies assure bob's success not only just this year but they will do this for bob every year to be sure he has the best coverage at the best price new clients save more than 800 annually hand your new year's resolution over over to the Canopy Group and be part of the 10% with good old Bob who succeed in accomplishing at least one of their New Year's resolutions. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. All you Bobs out there, get with it. 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. God, but you're right, the phone card scandal. Think about that, a phone card scandal. I am... You know, the pandemic has created this need to go looking for stuff. Yep. And it really irritates me about the thousands of pieces I left on the table. Because thinking that you had to go to a game and, you know, the, the, the thousand. Like, Wooger and the bus, not, never taking the bus to Houghton, Michigan mm-hmm. with the Gopher hockey team mm-hmm. and being on the bus where uh, Bonin and uh, and who was uh, and Crowley used to bring a 12-pack on for Jake Woog so he could, you know, Jake and Wanda, Wooger's parents would go on the trip and Jake would sit in the back next to the latrine and 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 the players that have beer, the seniors that have beer in the back, and Crowley and Bonin used to always give Jake a twelve pack, and and you know just the the whole atmosphere of Gopher hockey then. Oh God, you yeah. know because they, you know, I I think uh, where did I hear this? I think was this was I, I did a piece on Wooger when he was uh, 
they name in the state arena for him. And he was, you know, he's getting a little Alzheimer's, but not, not terrible, but he was, his daughter was driving him then because they didn't want him to, mm-hmm. but we sat out and had an hour and a half talk and it was, and he was telling me about Jake and Juan and his dad never ran the bar. Wanted him to be down there at, at like 6 a.m. or 8 a.m. when they could open because the, they were working three shifts at the stockyards and the guys would all get off the night shift and come in at 8 a.m. and have a snit and a, uh, a snit and a shot, a shot of whiskey and a snit of beer, a little thing of beer. And they, you know, that's when they did a lot of their business at 8 a.m. before the guys went home. <laughs> and, uh, but Wanda was hardcore. Yep. And uh, somebody told me the story. I think it was maybe Leo Crowley, Mike's dad or somebody that uh, they were up in Houghton once. And or maybe Wooger told me the story. And, you know, they win some game in Michigan. This is when they were winning 85% of their games. And they win the game on Friday night. And he walks in and they, you know, all the parents had came up. Oh, Bonnie Hankinson told me the story. Uh, they, they would, you know, they'd all be up in Wooger's room drinking beer and, you know, and Wooger showed up late because he was a, they'd head for Wooger's suite in Houghton, which was probably as big as his studio. Yep. And Wooger walks in and Wanda says, Woog, you better change that first line as this team isn't going anywhere. <laughs> oh, How great would have it been in that hotel room to I don't think w- that would happen today, do no, you? No, how great would have been. Lucia that? How great would have it been in that hotel room? Pat, to, did I tell you my Wooger story with my old man in a, in a hotel room in Mankato one time? No. So my dad and uncle went down for a Mankato series. I think this was probably like early 90s. I, I was a, probably a toddler at the time. So my dad and uncle go down there for the Friday night game. They go to the game. The Gophers, Gophers get their butts kicked. I believe they lost like 6 nothing. So they go back to the hotel. They're at the hotel bar, and then the bar closes up. And they, they both mention to each other, my dad and uncle, say that, oh, you know, at least uh, at least we got more uh, we got more beer in the room as they're walking back to the lobby. Yep. And then all of a sudden, a guy who has a newspaper out in the lobby puts his newspaper down and just goes, you guys got beer? It's the Wooger. It's the Wooger. Oh, is that right? It's, it's the Wooger. So they go back up. They start drinking beers with the Wooger, and I'm sure all the other assistant coaches, and it gets to the point at the end of the night where Wooger asks my dad and uncle, well, boys, what do you think of the game tonight? Why, why couldn't we win? And my dad goes, well, you know, Wooger, I, I, think the other, I think the boys on Mankato were a little bit bigger and a little bit faster. So they go home after Saturday. They don't do the Saturday game. They go, they're back up here in the cities. They're hungover as all hell watching the Saturday night game. The Gophers get waxed again by Mankato. On the post game, Wooger says, you know, I think the other boys were just a little bit bigger and a little bit faster. God bless them. That's probably the only time in the first 20 years that Mankato swept the Gophers. Probably. You know, yeah. so that must have been Judding's one good team that uh, they had down there. I went down and talked to Judding when he had that one good team, and he'd been doing it for about 10 years as not maybe not in the same league, but said he had never offered a scholarship to a player who the Gophers also offered a scholarship to and got him. Oh, I believe that never. back then, never. for sure, yeah, never, never. So, yeah. Anyway, but there's there's a million of those sitting out there that just hey, that's a great story. We'll go write about it then, <laughs> you big dummy. Instead of go to a ball game and write something. He was such a character. He and oh. Sonmore and that whole group of oh. hockey people were the greatest characters. As I say, I don't love hockey, 
But I love old-time hockey guys. They are the greatest characters. I mean, I called Louie to ask him about Jake McCoy uh, Saturday. Yep. Jake McCoy was his defensive pair partner when uh, when, uh, Woogie won. I mean, when Lanny won the scoring title as a defenseman with the Gophers in uh, 62-63. And Jake Jake was a talented guy. He played on the 64 Olympic team, but Marouche told him, you got you stay back there and make up for Louis's mistakes when he goes charging. Yeah, stay at home, defenseman. Now the legend Jake also passed around, which I didn't bring up to Louis, is Louis also led the league in hopping off the boards after they scored. <laughs> oh, to get <laughs> hop over over the boards cr- and kind of, but kind of looking like when they were looking around to see who was the defenseman who uh, Louis tried. <laughs> Louis was on the ice getting a few getting a few assists here. There, I would never accuse Louis. No, never. Like Louis would never do that. He does not seem like that kind of guy. No, 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 <laughs> no. He would never try and get an extra point or two. <laughs> no, never do that. So, yeah, the old as I, you know, I've talked about how when I stopped covering Super Bowls when I came to Minneapolis, I, you know, maybe every other year I'd go up to the range for that week and just because they didn't want you know do any and put. Stuff in my notebook, and ninety percent of it was old hockey guys you know, oh, yeah. telling stories. You know. Yeah, remember Fantastic. doing a, I remember doing a piece on Dom Grillo, who was Chuck Grillo's dad. Mm-hmm. Ran the ran the rink up on top of the hill, the outdoor rink up on top of the hill, and hibbing for like fifty years. Ran it with a iron fist too, man. But you know, they all all the hockey players loved him because sure. this crusty old guy, and he had the stove going, and the whole those thing. guys didn't mess around. No. But, you know, that was a big deal. I mean, on Saturday afternoon, they had like two rinks up there, and they have 100 kids up there. Yep. You know, they'd have, and these are hockey rinks, you know. They're not out just out skating around your, your uh, you know. So, anyhow, yeah. So, old, you, you went and found, um, um, who, who was your Sunday column? Waller. Barry Waller. Waller. Yeah. You went and found Barry Waller. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about it. I would look to see when's the last time we done anything. Big on him. <laughs> used to be his name used to be in the oh, yeah. old sports section oh, all the time, and there were Constantly. a lot of stories about him. But we hadn't done a, like a, what's he up to? I think Sid had like a five a year run in Jottings where yeah. we got a Barry Waller update. Yeah, well, he had the he had the great life, you know. As far as he never made it, but I'd forgotten he was a replacement. Yeah, even though I've, I don't we remember were writing about him, but he was, uh, you know, and he. Unapologetic, he said. I knew we were never going to. I loved his quote, to... though. Why not? So we can <laughs> yeah, so what, months in Florida, seven weeks in Florida. Uh, yeah, yeah, why that's not? Right. So uh, yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, I could have written another fifty. I didn't really bio his career as much as I should have or could have. But so he's I, coaching basketball now, Orno. Yeah, Orno. Been there fourteen years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and he, he won one state title, and he uh, the Colfax story was great. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're going to need to use that. Yeah, he says. Sandy, when do you, you know, gets up the gumption to say, Sandy, when did, you, when did you use your change-up, you know? And Sandy says, I never really needed to, but you will. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a lefty, you know, Waller. So he getting needled by the greatest lefty who ever lived was had to be fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If, if you have the right attitude, <laughs> yes. that's for sure. That was a great line, though. All right. Hey, uh, we ought to uh, tell people about our loyal sponsor. This is Ricey for EcoFun Motorsports. The preseason sale on all bikes, scooters, and ATVs is going on right now in Forest Lake. Beat the spring rush, and EcoFun will give you 
the free storage with your purchase until the weather is a bit more bike-friendly. If you enjoy bike rides on a summer day, but maybe your knees aren't what they used to be, then I recommend that you talk with Tim Bloom, the owner of EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Tim and his family will personally help you select the e-bike that is right for you. They will even deliver to your front door in the metro area. Take advantage of the preseason sale prices right now. Bentelli bikes and Yamaha Power Assist bikes are at their lowest price of the year. Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Take a test ride and put biking back on your list of favorite outdoor activities. They also carry a full line of Yamaha scooters, motorcycles, and a variety of Yamaha ATVs, including ATVs for kids. Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and online at EcoFunMotorsports.com. That's E-C-O-F-U-N Motorsports.com. And tell Tim you heard it on Racy Unchained. And before we sign off here, Judd, how about Tim's bringing in Derek Rose, damn it? That's my favorite of sports event of the year. Never it? saw it coming. Never <laughs> no. saw Derek He's got Rose Taj. being reunited. He's got Taj in. Uh, Noah's knees are being checked even as we speak, right? Unbelievable. It's... I, I did. He, he never made any vows. I don't think they challenged him about minutes and Bulls veterans and stuff in New York like we did. They here, love right? him in New York. Are you? I told yeah. you, Frank Isola thinks he's the yeah. greatest thing. He can so, walk on water. Uh, uh, Johnny K told me he and Isola are old buddies from way back, though. So he's uh, how he, close are, are we to at least a Luol Deng rumor? Oh, that's true. What's Lou? Where is Lou? I don't think he's playing. I don't think he's playing now, but he could always bring well, him back to put him in just a... sit on the yeah. bench. Sit on the bench, and then in case... That's what you did here, right? In case he gets two guys sick, he can come and play. All of a sudden, he can go 0 0 0, 21, 0, 0, 0. 21, you're selling him short. <laughs> I had, in fact, I read, 42. A, I read a thing from him about... I read a thing about from him or saying... You know, he was the old, you know, we have a rotation and you might not be in the rotation, but, uh, you know, that doesn't mean you're not going to get your chance in the rotation. So he just wants those five guys, those three or four guys every night who play zero and do that for two weeks Yep, just to be ready in case. But you should just know when you show up in the arena. You're not going to play. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, but he has been playing 10. When he had a couple of guys hurt, he was playing 8. But he has been playing 10 to some degree. Guys will eventually drop, but until then, they're going to love him. The other day, though, they took like 24 threes in the first half or something. Really? Yeah. It's like he's he's allowing the three to take place. But I saw some highlights and a bunch of them were the corner. You know, he's... yeah. He takes credit for inventing the corner three you okay. know, down there because so it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's a shorter shot. Yes. So it's not a radical change in his approach of just throwing it up. Derek How Rose, do you think he and D'Lo would get along? Oh, <laughs> not well. No, D'Lo. Not well. D'Lo, I don't think he, he would have enjoyed playing for Tibbs when I, he does play. I told you this. Uh, I heard this. Ad last night, I was driving up and I was listening to a little wolves, a little gophers, and trying to get them on scratchy, you know, old time phones because neither was on satellite. I mean, old time stations, and uh, they were running an ad in the wolves broadcast, and I think it was Gerson. It sounded like Gerson, mm-hmm. 
basically building up this invasion of the Clippers like it was the Lakers coming here for game th- the one of the NBA Finals in 2000. Just to watch it on Fox Sports. Oh, Star? yeah, watch it on FSN. And oh. we're going to the grit and the, you're going to see our grit and all that stuff. And I'm saying, what the hell are you talking about? You gave up 83 in the first half the other day to a team. My. To a team that had eight guys out with COVID. My poor guy, Dave Benz, if he has to say, and the Wolves have it within 16 one more time. <laughs> they got it down to 13. Yeah, well, you know who's great? Alan. Uh, oh, Horton's. Horton's great. I think he's fantastic. Because he said, you know, they cut it to five tonight, but they still got their blow- doors blowing off again. <laughs> yeah. the- Dave's not saying that. They got it to within 16. Can they make a comeback, Jim Beaton? There's just silence from Jim Beaton. Nothing. Hey, a little bit of breaking news as we uh, end Royce Unchained right now. Miko Koivu has announced his retirement from hockey. Really? He took one look at Torts. He played for Torts for 30 seconds and said, I ain't got got this in me no more. So he wasn't doing anything, huh? I wasn't. I mean, just what? he'd come back from COVID. He had yeah. COVID. He oh. came back. He probably played about four games. Mm-hmm. But uh, Torts has so Torts benched Dubois, who, who then forced a trade to the Jets. And I think it was three or four games in Pat. He benched Liney last night. The main yeah. return. Yeah. Oh, Laney. He did. Yeah. Bench. Liney, he benched oh, him he's, too. He's insane. Well, he's coaching like he he's uh, or Orville Tessier. Yeah. Mahoney. He's Mike Keenan. Yeah. And it's 2021. That don't work, baby. That don't work. Uh, As this is great, the great Soundmore quote about uh, uh, Demers. He's got a four year contract and a two year act. Yep. That's that's torts. That's torts. All right. All right. Talk to you. Bye. If you have questions about your retirement savings, do what I did and work with a person that knows what the heck is going on. Uh, work with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. My guy Josh will give you straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach by setting up your own no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments. Call Josh now, 952-925-5608. Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's dog DNA test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.